This episode is all about you. Your personal brand is just as important as a corporate brand especially in the digital world where you appear across multiple media platforms. In this episode, I talk to Deborah Turner, an image consultant who helps people to manage a consistent and powerful image and brand online and in person. A fascinating chat giving you great insights about personal branding, image and style. That's all right here in episode 74 of the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. Welcome, you're listening to the podcast for financial services professionals looking to share business ideas and inspiration in the world of marketing, protection and finance. So let's get on with the show and here's your host, Roger Edwards. Welcome everyone to the Empath Podcast. As the lady said, I'm your host, Roger Edwards. I'm a marketing guy from Edinburgh. I help people like you with your marketing strategy, content and social media. Until I set up my own business, I was in and out of senior marketing roles in UK financial services companies for two decades. Some of you might remember me as the marketing director and the managing director of Bright Grey and Scottish Provident. Thank you as always for listening to the show, whether you're streaming it or you downloaded it. Thanks for plugging me and my guests into your earphones. Do please share the show with your friends and colleagues, either by email or social media. Even if you only tell one person about the podcast, it'll help me to reach a wider audience and attract more guests who can share their ideas and insights with you. So let's get into this week's interview and a slightly different angle than usual. It's all about personal branding, image and style and how that's important for you in a digital and social media world. I'm delighted to introduce you to Deborah Turner. Deborah is an image consultant and received her professional training at London's leading image consultancy, the highly prestigious Aston and Hayes. Since then, she's been working with clients from all industries, including financial advisors and accountants. Deborah is a member of the Federation of Image Consultants. So let's get straight into that interview right here on the Marketing, Protection and Finance podcast. So good afternoon, Deborah. Welcome to the Empath podcast. Good afternoon and thank you for inviting me to speak. Not a problem. Deborah, tell me, where are we Skyping each other from today? So I'm in Kent and I am based in Raynham, which is kind of between, for those people who kind of know Kent a little bit, between Rochester and Maidstone. Deborah, you're an image consultant. Is that how you describe yourself? Uh, I'm trained as an image consultant. I tend to describe myself as a personal branding expert because I focus very much on business image and business clients. That's really interesting. And one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast was to really investigate this whole personal branding issue. It's not something I really think about a great deal at all. So it's going to be really fascinating talking to you about this. But before we get into that, Deborah, why not tell everyone a little bit about your background, where you came from, what your ambitions are, where you're going, and basically what makes Deborah Turner tick? Goodness, that's a very long list. Uh, basically, my background is corporate, which is why I focus very much on kind of business clients when I'm talking about personal branding. I worked in a male-dominated industry for my initial career, which was as a chartered surveyor. So worked in property. When I started out, only 2% of surveyors were women. And as a result, I kind of thought that I had to blend in, be one of the boys, um, leave my personality at home, which I did. And of course, as a result, missed out on some opportunities, didn't maybe get taken seriously. Okay. 
And it wasn't really until I thought about I needed to get on in the world, I wanted to progress. And so I started to look into personal branding, realized kind of what it could do for my career, built my own personal brand, and actually did then start taking my personality to work and really kind of showed who the real me was, the true me. And as a result, I realized that I was then suddenly getting very noticed, um, headhunted, lots of opportunities were coming my way. And I thought, do you know what, I could actually make more of a difference to particularly business women by helping them and showing them about personal branding than continuing my career as a chartered surveyor. And so I went off, I took a month off work as a surveyor and went and trained in London in, as you said, image consultancy, but very much focused once I'd kind of understood the tools that you can use as an image consultant about how to use that to build a personal brand in a business environment and started basically growing my business. I started to um, work part-time still in the surveying business, started to build my network, started to understand really what the needs were of people in business. So, you know, I knew my own experience was basically meant that I wanted to um, stand out and be noticed for the real me. And I started to understand actually there are a lot of women in those circumstances who perhaps in traditional industries, very much sort of accountants, IFAs, like a lot of your um, listeners, um, who were in that same position. And I started to talk to businesses as well, so corporate clients around when they've got sort of basically customer-facing professionals, whether they're representing the company brand in the right way. And the more I kind of understood what the issues were, I thought, yes, this is definitely a way that I can help individuals, companies to really project themselves and stand out in that crowded marketplace that we all um, that we all deal with. And you've created your own company. It's called You. It is, yeah. So You Image Consultancy, because at the end of the day, it is all about you. It is all about you. And I, and I guess that a lot of people listening to the podcast, even people who are a little bit more au fait with marketing techniques and marketing jargon I suppose will probably view brand as something like the 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 colors that a company uses or the logo that a company uses and those who understand marketing a little bit more will be able to dig deeper into that and know that a brand will also probably stand for something they'll have a tone of voice and they'll have a whole series of values that uh, that are aligned to that brand but a lot of people on the whole just tend to think the brand is the logo the brand is the is the color so when it comes to an individual, when it comes to somebody like myself or, or a financial advisor or an accountant, as you said, what does, what does a personal brand actually mean, Deborah? Talk us through that. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's just about getting across immediately that, that, that kind of first impression, the first time you meet someone, be it online um, or face-to-face, uh, about getting across immediately all that, the skills, the talents, the experience and the expertise that, that we all have um, straight away. It's being able to project exactly what it is you want people to know about yourself immediately. It, I mean, effectively, our personal brand, the way that we look, the way that we sound, the way that we behave, you know, it's a shop, it's our shop front to that outside world. So even if, you know, if you're a one-man band, if you're a sole trader, or, you know, you're, you you work for a large company that have those values, it's how do you communicate those effectively straight away? So it's so that you're 
always consistent, you're congruent, and it's genuine. That's kind of the most important thing, really. And of course, these days, the first impression that you give of somebody could be in quite a few different environments. So obviously, it could be face to face. So you could be in a in a meeting room with them. It could be you're stood on a stage giving a presentation, or indeed, it could be your LinkedIn profile or your Twitter homepage or even your Facebook page or something like that. There's all sorts of ways these days that we show ourselves off to our particular customers. So all of these things could be described as a shop window. And that's absolutely true. I mean, you know yourself, if someone makes contact with you, um, the first thing you do is, you know, you Google them or you look up their link, as you say, LinkedIn profile, mostly for us, um, you know, when you're doing business to business. And if that's not true, if it's not congruent, if you haven't paid attention to it and you've not given it due regard, then Unfortunately, as humans, you know, we, we do judge people based first on what we see. Mm-hmm. Great if you have the opportunity to then convince someone otherwise if, if you don't put across the great first impression initially. But, you know, we do that, you know, we all try not to and we're all told, you know, parents will say to us, um, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's that built in instinct, you know, it's that prehistoric need that we all have to basically protect ourselves from threats. Um, and so it's something that you, you'd have to try really hard not to do. And as a result, people people do it. Um, and, you know, why give yourself a hard time? Why make your job convincing someone of how great you are um, when you, you, know, you know you truly are, when actually it's quite easy to pay attention to your values, get that across straight away, both on, I mean, online, three seconds, people have made up their mind, and seven seconds, obviously, when you meet someone face to face. And those periods of time are so short, aren't they? Three seconds is a blink and it's gone. Exactly. I mean, you you know, we all know ourselves, you know, you might look at a website you know, if you're trying to research something or buy something. And if it isn't performing or looking in the way that you want it to, click and you're off. Well, you know, people do that with us as well. If they're searching for a particular service, you know, be it around finance um, or any other aspect, um, you know, they look at your profile and they think, do you know, what? I just don't like the look of that person. You might, every other aspect of that profile may be fine, but it's that initial. You've got three seconds. So, you know, it's about making the very best of that. So some of the things that I've heard from you already, Deborah, are you need to stand out and also you need to be consistent. You used the word congruent before, which is a great word I mm-hmm. haven't heard since um, school. Tell us a little bit about the process there that you would take somebody through if they came to you, and I mean you as in you, the business, um, <laughs> if they came to you and said, okay, I'm a financial services professional. I run a, a, a high street financial advisor. I have a brand of sorts, but to be honest, it's it's a logo and a nice cool shade of blue. Um, and we have a few values that drive the business. You know, we want to work with integrity. We always give our clients plain English or easy to understand communications etc so they've got the they've got the basics of a brand what's the process that you would take them through um, to work on their overall brand image yeah I mean well basically we'd start with those kind of values that are almost a given when you're working with certain industries I mean there's there's just that presumption that if you're going to a financial advisor that, you know, they're trustworthy, that they're, um, you know, tactful and professional, they're kind of given. So it's really then the first step is about drilling down to what makes you truly different, what makes you unique, 
what is it that you know would make you stand out because we all sit on this kind of mountain of value uh-huh. that often we don't give enough thought to and it is you know it's the basis for as we said the core core values what makes us really different what makes us special so once you know sort of basically really drill down to so you've got the given values that are kind of expected as as an industry norm and then what we try and do as a first aspect is really understand what it is that you want to communicate about yourself so you know we spoke a little bit about networking so you know one of the questions that i always ask is you know if you're at a networking event and someone is talking about you they're giving you a referral what do you want them to say about about you mm-hmm. and once people start to think in that way crikey you know how do I want to be known um, it, I think it really starts to clarify in their mind how they they will be different from the next financial advisor or you know the next accountant so it's very much about understanding how they want to be seen and once we've got a set of um, you know start with kind of a list of ten and maybe drill that down to sort of five if we get down to three that's brilliant but it's often quite difficult to do that mm-hmm. So, but we get those kind of real, true, um, genuine core values that we then work with. So we understand how it is that they want to be known because it's very much about showing an element of your personality so that people will, will connect with you really quickly so that, that no like, and trust uh, relationship is built much more quickly than it would be that if you didn't really know what made you different or stand out. Okay. And then what we do is, you know, certainly for me, if we're talking very much about your look, the look of your brand, so we start to understand, you know, what, what colours kind of would work in the best way, sort of certainly with your, um, maybe your own natural colour characteristics or your natural lifestyle and your personality. Um, so that combined with the, your core values, we'd start to sort of create a look. And again, we'd work with understanding sort of the fabrics, uh, cut styles, uh, that would really kind of build this look that we're going to create for you. So using sort of traditional image consultancy skills, colour, style, um, we'd start to build a sort of a look and then understanding kind of what elements you may already have um, that you've bought in the past or that you've used or you like in the past. So an understanding kind of, of what your wardrobe currently looks like, how different that might be to how you want to come across because often what will happen is people will understand how they want to be perceived, uh, but they've never asked anybody, and it may be that they come across in a completely different way. So I, what I'd do is I'd review the current look that they're using, their current wardrobe, and sort of say, well, do you know what? If that's how you want to come across, you, you know, you, you need to add these elements to your wardrobe. So I kind of create almost like a, a wish list. It's almost like a review and maintenance package uh, that we kind of work with. And so we get some feedback sort of after a month if they've created their new look and they've almost sort of tried and tested, um, road tested it. We sort of ask some people that they trust in their life. How are they coming across? Has, you know, has it made a difference? Are they looking and coming across in the way that they want to? Uh, and then there might be some tweaks that we can make. But it's very much about making sure that we always stay true to their brand and, and you know, to, and to their lifestyle and personality. Because not everybody has the same, uh, the same requirements, basically. Everyone is truly unique. 
And again, it's quite interesting because you've, you've focused quite a bit there on, on clothes and, and accessories um, from what you've said. And again, I suppose being a typical bloke who's worked in corporate for many, many years, you know, I get up in the morning, get the suit off the hanger, pick a shirt, pick a bright tie, if I, if, if I wear a tie at all these days, to be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's probably it. And, and again, brand to me has always been been more about the communication element so how do I talk how do I write what language do I use logo blah 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 you, you focus quite a lot on personal image how does that fly with the the environment we live in these days where quite a lot of people work remotely so you don't actually even see them or you know you work in an office and it's all this smart casual or dressed down or however you want to describe it it feels to me, knowing completely nothing about this subject at all, that what people wear maybe is less important these days. But you focused on it so much that I'm beginning to think that I'm completely wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's because I think previously there's maybe been, certainly in uh, for me in the property industry and in the financial industry, um, sort of almost a an unwritten dress code that's been very professional, almost kind of quite traditional, quite structured. Mm -hmm. And I think what's happened, obviously, and and the trouble has been with that, is that it, it has been difficult for people to show personality without almost kind of crossing a line. Yeah. What's happened with the more relaxed element of um, of dress, where people, you know, are not, as you say, very few um, industries expect you to wear a tie or suited and booted every day. Obviously, in the city, you know, particularly in London, you know, working in the southeast, obviously, I still experience um, a large amount of clients in, in London where there is still a an unwritten, quite strict dress code. Yeah. Um, and so again, showing some personality can be difficult for women. Often that's around kind of makeup and accessories. You know, for men, it's very much often about when I talk about accessories for men, it may well be as, uh, as simple as the right type of pen, the right type of wallet, the right type of shoe. Mm -hmm. um, but though, you know, when you're still working in kind of quite a strict environment, uh, professional environment, then those things are, they're still highly regarded. But it's almost, um, as you say, when, when we're talking about the less formal uh, dress that most people are, uh, are accustomed to now, particularly, you know, in sort of media style industries, or if you're meeting clients who are from those industries, and there's kind of an expectation of dressing down. Um, but it's very much about matching your clients' requirements. Um, and so it's, it's almost more important because, you know, business is tough. It's that whole, there's more people doing more of the things that they love and are passionate about. Yeah. And so it's, it's that whole giving yourself an edge giving yourself that opportunity to communicate your difference quite quickly and quite easily. And your personal image is one way that you can do that yourself quite quite easily, really, if you, if you give it that due regard. And I think the increase in sort of grooming, both, you know, male grooming um, and kind of, you know, female beauty products, you're, you've only got to look online to see exponentially how those industries are growing and so actually people are paying more regard to it um, than less in some respects it's almost like people are getting left behind if they kind of think that image doesn't matter mm -hmm. I mean once you've established a relationship of course it's very easy then to you know perhaps not have to pay as much attention to it but it's those first it's those initial meetings um, where it's that's when it's important because it's it's that whole not missing out on an opportunity. 
And the other thing I think that's quite important for me that I, I speak to uh, many, my, many of my clients who are entrepreneurs about is about your client's expectations. So it's almost kind of you have your own true core values and your own true brand and then you tweak it according to who it is that you're going to speak to so that obviously you, you constantly make people feel comfortable and that, and that you're, it's almost, you know, when you know your niche target market, uh, you know exactly what their expectation is of you. Um, so you're able to match your true value to what their expectation is as well. And so therefore, you're able to do business on a much more um, even footing. And you're, and you're likely then to have to give much more added value. Mm-hmm. So imagine that your image is uh, it's quite professional. You wear a suit, but actually what you, you're known for is a very striking blue bow tie given that we're we're trying to be consistent across all of these different um uh, media would you be saying that actually you would need to appear in that sort of style on your linkedin profile and your twitter profile and on your own website is that the sort of consistency we're looking for absolutely yeah yeah i mean you know the recommendation is that across each platform where you're where you're representing your business so i'm not talking about if you have your own a personal Facebook page where you post, mm-hmm. you know, elements of your pets and your family <laughs> and your days out when you're, you know, perhaps a bit tipsy. But when you're representing your business, you as your personal brand, you should actually have the same photograph, and it should be, you know, it should be updated, probably at least every two years. Um, you know, because we all change, we all, you know, and it's about if you're. If you're seen as keeping up to date with trends, obviously your business is then seen as up to date. You're you're open to ideas. You're more likely to be seen as innovative, and you know keeping up with what's happening in the world. So yeah, that business photo, you know, it really is about getting a professional headshot that works for you. You know, not everybody's headshot needs to be you know, white background or suited and booted. That doesn't work for it. it's about what's right for you and your brand, but it should be that same profile photo across all your social media profiles. Perhaps give us an example of a of a financial services orientated person. Uh, it can be male or female, it doesn't really matter. And and talk us through very quickly how you've actually helped them to change their personal brand image. Yeah, definitely. I mean I, uh, quite a few clients jumped to mind actually, but um, one in particular, she's 29, uh, chartered financial planner. Okay. Um, started her business probably about 18 months ago and absolutely amazing at her job, so knowledgeable, but actually quite lovely for her, very young looking as a result, perhaps wasn't getting taken as seriously by, she wanted, you know, she wants to work with high net worth clients. So um, some of her clients were sort of, could hear that she had lots of experience, certainly knew her stuff, but almost kind of were doubting, had that kind of gut reaction of, hmm, I really, can she really have that much knowledge? Should I trust her with the amount of money that I'm thinking of investing? Because she's almost, although at 29, should have all that experience is actually looking more like she's 21. Right. So what I did, I worked with her in terms of not many women want to look older. I, I, I do get <laughs> that. Not many men want to look older. But, so it was, it was very much around how do we create an almost an element of seriousness to her look and her brand. So how we did that was very much about creating a more of a finished and polished 
um, look. So it's about the influencing triangle in the head to shoulders. If you think of a triangle from you know top of your shoulders to top of your head, yeah. that's actually where most of us do the communicating. Yeah. Um, and so it's very much about by adding some key accessories to you know to a female look. It can actually if you only, you've only got to think of some of the um, news presenters on BBC and ITV channels. Uh, if you look at how they use that space. Um, they almost kind of create a, a more of a polished look by using, as I say, accessories to to make yourself look a bit older. And, and again, using certain colours, because if you think of brighter colours, sometimes they're seen as quite fun, mm-hmm. maybe a bit playful. Um, whereas if you kind of almost draw that down and, and create more of a muted coloured palette, um, you can almost make yourself look a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's basically what we did. I created a palette of colours and I created um, just a really kind of simple, quite sophisticated capsule wardrobe for her so that she came across as perhaps looking maybe even older than 29, but she <laughs> needed to, mm-hmm. to create that client base that she needed to build. And 18 months on, um, do you know what? She doesn't have any problem with people taking her seriously or getting in front of the right client. So uh, I know that's probably kind of an example that maybe not many of your listeners could strictly relate to, but it's just one way that uh, you know, I, I do help professionals to create that right balance between obtaining the right clients. Deborah, that's a fascinating example. What is the one thing that you would like those people who are listening to the Empath podcast today to take away from the experiences you've had building your image business? Um, It's very much about making sure that you are true to yourself because if you're genuine and you come across to your clients as being genuine, then the likelihood is they will know, like, and trust you so much more than when you're trying to be something else. I think this has been a really interesting discussion. Personal image is something that I thought I was aware of and I think that I've focused a lot more, as I said before, on how I communicate, how I speak. And it's certainly something I'm going to rush back now and throw everything out of my wardrobe and start again, (laughs) probably. I always like to finish the podcast with a quick fire round of business questions. So, Deborah, here we go. If there was one thing that you would change about the financial services industry, if somebody gave you a magic wand to wave, what would it be? Um, I think just based on my experience of it to date, uh, would be more women. Um, (laughs) Get more women involved. What's the one business model, or it could be a product or a campaign that's caught your attention in the last year? Tell us what it was and what you liked about it. I'm a great um, fan. I I did the key person of influence, Daniel Priestley's uh, business course uh, last year and he's just well he's releasing um, what's called campaign driven enterprise uh, that's his latest. It's, his book is called Oversubscribed, but that's the uh, go, the, the course that goes alongside it. And uh, I've, I've kind of been researching it and having a look at that. It, it's brilliant in terms of if you're looking to launch a particular product or an event, the way the build up uh, and how to do that to your best ability, no matter what industry you're in, it's fascinating. I'd thoroughly recommend that book as well on the back of that. Tell us about an app or a gadget that's made a huge difference to your working life. LinkedIn, it's just the best. I love it. Um, the recent changes they've made to be able to use it on your mobile, um, they're absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I just, I can't, for business to business, I, I, yeah, I just can't recommend it enough. And what's the best business book you've ever read? Tell us why you like it so much and what you took from it. Um, 
my goodness, I've read so many. I love them, but I think probably the best is Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. Um, everything about it. I've just started to learn to play golf and it, it's even helping that. It's just phenomenal. And before we sign off, Deborah, I'm sure that quite a lot of people listening to the podcast today are going to want to get in touch with you to talk about how you can help them with their own personal brand image. So what's the best way f- that people should connect with you? Yeah, well, they can uh, send me a, an email and my email address is you at uimageconsultancy.co.uk or, or you can visit my website, which is um, uimageconsultancy.co.uk and of course, I'm on Twitter at uimageconsult uh, on Facebook and on LinkedIn, Deborah Turner. So I'd love to engage with any of you. It'd be brilliant. And I'll include all of those contact details on the show notes for this episode which you can find at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash mpaf that's rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash mpaf deborah thank you so much for coming on the podcast this afternoon thanks for your time thanks for your invaluable advice let me wish you every success for the future and i hope to catch up with you in person with my new wardrobe very soon thank you so much for asking me on and i hope that it's been of great value to all thank you for listening to the marketing protection and finance podcast do please look at the show notes at rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash mpaf for links to the apps and topics and books we discussed if you enjoyed the show please leave a review on itunes simply visit rogeredwards.co.uk forward slash itunes and leave a review if you are a provider or advisor or journalist and you have a product campaign or business model you'd like to talk about please get in touch you can be the next guest on the show and do remember nothing we talk about on the show is financial advice of any kind it's all just thoughts and opinions okay